0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hit it! The Republican legislatures in so-called battleground states. This is your hour. Stay climb the to the A and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back in the and in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest His name was Graham Ledger He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals the fear. The fear is that at eight o'clock on the evening of, of the election, election day evening, you may have Trump in the lead because the Republicans. Stop tape. That is uh, Bernie Sanders' biggest fear. The fear is that Donald Trump will have an outright landslide victory, which is possible. There are some similar elements, I think, developing here compared to what happened in 1980 and then in even more so in 1984 with Ronald Reagan, I think there is a silent majority out there of the American people who are watching what's going on in Portland, who are watching what's going on in Los Angeles, who are watching what's going on in New York, who are watching what's going on with Nancy Pelosi, who are watching what's going on in the potential corruption of our electoral process, who are watching the attempted destruction of our civil society, who are watching the rioters who are watching the burners, who are watching the blue state response to COVID-19, and they're saying, that's it. That's enough. Put the brakes on here. Not unlike what we did in 2016 with the election of Donald Trump, but maybe now even more so because the radical Democrat Party, which is now redundant, but that's what it is, the radical Democrat Party, which is now the, the Socialist Party of America, is throwing out all the stops. And they are willing to literally burn down the system, and now they're admitting it. Their lieutenants in the mainstream media are admitting that is their goal, to burn down the establishment. The establishment being the United States Constitution and our Judeo-Christian foundation of this republic. They want to burn it down. They want to tear it down. They want to pull it down like they're pulling down statues of one of my heroes, Christopher Columbus. They want to erase our history so they can build their own history, just like Joseph Stalin did, just like Pol Pot attempted to do, just like Chairman Mao did so well in China, what is now Communist China. Their goal is to burn down our system, our constitutional system, our republic established in 1787 with the passage of the United States Constitution. Their goal is to tear that all down and to make over the Article I branch of government into what it is in the House of Representatives right now. We have a dictator. framers of the Constitution would have never envisioned and never wanted the Speaker of the House to have dictatorial powers, but that's what Nancy Pelosi has right now. What exactly is the House doing? What has it done in the last two years except impeach? the 45th president of the United States. And so Congress is being made over, attempted to be by the Radical Democrat Party. The presidency has been influenced, certainly in a negative way, by the Radical Democrat Party, Danny all the way back to Woodrow Wilson and FDR, and then most recently Barack Hussein Obama. And now look at the courts. The courts, unfortunately, are packed with radical lawyers dressed in black Robes. I'm talking about the lower courts, the inferior courts to the United States Supreme Court. They're packed with radical judges in the image and who are carrying out the, the duties of the modern Democrat Party. And so they're activists, jurists on the lower courts. And this is part of the process of making over, taking over what is effectively a political coup in the United States being perpetuated by the modern Democrat Party. And so Bernie Sanders is the spokesperson. He is the poster child for this radical Marxist-Socialist makeover of America. And his worst nightmare on November 3rd is a clear-cut landslide victory. The, The Democrat Party wants to have uncertainty. The Democrat Party wants to have chaos on November 3rd. And that's What they are building, they're building a foundation toward no answer on election night. No clear victor on election night. This is what they want. So they can throw it into the courts and they can continue to count ballots in the swing states like Wisconsin and Arizona and Nevada and Florida. They can keep counting and counting and counting, much like they did in the year 2000 with Al Gore until they have their guy winning. Remember, it was Stalin who said it's not who votes and who votes for whom, for that matter, but who counts the votes. Joseph Stalin, Bernie Sanders. Roll tape. According to various studies, are more likely to vote in person. Democrats are more likely to vote through mail-in ballots. Stop tape. So, so what he's worried is the conventional way we have voted in this republic for so 230 years um, does not help the master plan of the modern democrat party to hijack the election process of 2020 in other words if people go out and vote like they normally do and they, they go to their polling place and they go to their neighbor's garage and they pull levers and they punch holes or they touch screens it doesn't help the chaos that the modern Democrat Party is trying to foist upon the American people on election night, November 3rd, 2020. And this is the entire reason for pushing mail-in ballots. It's it's just beautiful. I mean, this is really the greatest political conspiracy in the history of this republic. How Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and Sanders, and then the blue state governors, Newsom and Cuomo and Whitmer and Wolf and Murphy and Sisolak and the rest of them, all transitioned, not that kind of transition, this is the normal kind of transition, all transitioned from impeachment failure to, aha, the Wuhan coronavirus moment. And they have moved it to a political level. The response... The blue state government response to the Wuhan coronavirus has never been about health. It's only been about political leverage. And hammering the economy in California and hammering the economy in New York and hammering the economy in Wisconsin and hammering the economy in Illinois only helps the Democrat Party. So Joe Biden in his senile self, can go out and say how bad the economy is. And so, these members of Congress on the Democrat side can say the same thing. Oh, look how terrible the economy is. Well, it's it's terrible because of the Democrats. It's a virus. A virus. And if masks work, by the way, on June 18th, the genius, I-can't-read governor of California issued a mask mandate for all of California. 35, 40 million people, yet the totals keep going up. Why is that, Governor? Why is that? Could it be, number one, that masks don't work as predicted by the CDC in their study in 2018? Could it be that politicians have no control over a virus? Of course, that's the answer. Of course, it's the answer. And all this hand-wringing out there. Oh, we're going to have a second wave, we're going to have a first wave, we're going to have a third wave, it's going to be a bad winter. But This is what viruses do. Viruses work their way through a society. And sometimes we're lucky enough to have a vaccine for that virus, but just like the seasonal flu, we have a vaccine for last year's virus and the ones before it. But we don't have a vaccine for this iteration, for this coming flu season. And so that may be the case with the Wuhan coronavirus. And these predictions of having the economy shut down and, and not fully reopen until 2022 this is insanity, folks. This is absolute insanity. Yet it is happening right before our eyes. And so they took this issue. And they morphed it into maybe the greatest political conspiracy in the history of mankind. And so now, not only are they hammering the economies, in blue states in particular, and red states are affected as well. We're all interconnected, number one. And and number two, some of the red states have got mitigation efforts going on too, which is crazy, but it's happening. And so now they say, aha, we got another plan here. Since we have the virus why don't we force everybody to mail in their ballot because we know that we can corrupt the system a lot easier when ballots are mailed in. We can ballot harvest more. We can count in our own certain way more. We can get radical judges on board to say, hey, you know what? It's, uh, it's November 11th, yet we better count that ballot. Yeah, it's eight days after the election, so what? We, need to, we don't want to disenfranchise any voter. Right. And we know the postal system, the postal system is a disaster. So it's the perfect storm for the modern Democrat Party and its attempt to entirely corrupt the election process, the electoral process of 2020. And Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is front and center in this effort to create chaos. Roll tape. And I fear very much that what Trump will say is 8, 9 o'clock in the evening, I'm winning. And we have reason to believe. or We have investigated that all of these mail-in ballots are fraudulent. And we're not going to allow them to be counted. Thank you. I'm your president. Go home. Top tape. (laughs) Wouldn't that be beautiful if that happened? I have a feeling it's not going to happen. But wouldn't that be something if we had the president of the United States in a landslide? And I'm talking... Not exactly on the proportions of Ronald Reagan, where he carried 49 states. The only state he didn't carry in 1984 was Minnesota, because his opponent happened to reside in Minnesota. That was his home state. Otherwise, it would have been a fit. It was the greatest electoral landslide victory in this republic's history. Yet, of course, the mainstream media and academia will never say that. We'll never say the blatantly obvious that Ronald Reagan in 1984 had the greatest landslide victory in the history of this republic. Could we be looking at that for the election of 2020? No, I don't believe on that scale. But I do believe that not unlike in 2016, there may be a point of no return for the Democrats. And that is maybe he takes Florida by a large margin or maybe he takes uh, Wisconsin by a large or Michigan possibly uh, Arizona by a large margin and, and some combination of these states and has some, We're in the neighborhood of 300 plus uh, electoral college votes, that might do it for the Bernie Sanders of the world to shut them up. Now, if it's a closer race, this is where we're going to have the chaos and this is where it's going to be thrown, they're going to attempt to throw it in the courts and this is why it's so important these red state legislatures right now and there are a bunch of them in the United States in fact if you go to Ballotpedia the vast majority, 36 chambers of the 50 are controlled by Republicans and so this is their moment this is their time to shine and, and take the bull by the horns and anticipate what Bernie Sanders is trying to do here and some of the folks in in these states, maybe they're not even partisans. Maybe they're just good bureaucrats trying to do their jobs are the canaries in the coal mine here. And there's a story out of uh, Fox News. Philadelphia election officials, or official, a singular official, urges GOP state legislature to outlaw secrecy envelopes for mail-in ballots. Now, that sounds like an odd thing to recommend for an election official in Philadelphia. But here's the situation. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court came up with a completely partisan ruling coming uh, having to do with the election cycle of 2020. The courts have no role, none, whatsoever in the electoral process. And this is the inherent problem for any election cycle that's being challenged in the courts. The courts have no role. And we saw what happened in the year 2000 with Al Gore and the the federal judges down there saying, yeah, let's keep counting, no, let's stop. They just kind of made up the rules as they went along. Well, it is incumbent upon the state legislature in, in the Keystone State in Pennsylvania and the other legislatures to get ahead of this right now. And in this case in particular, the Supreme Court ruled that secrecy envelopes. Now, just to be clear, what they're talking about, I believe, is when you do a mail-in ballot, you put it in an envelope, seal it, sign it, and then you put it in an outside envelope. That's the secrecy envelope, or maybe the the inside envelope is it. One of those two is the secrecy uh, envelope. And so, the state supreme court ruled that any ballot received by the Registrar, of, by the Secretary of State, that doesn't have a secrecy envelope is not to be counted. And so the Philadelphia election official that, that wrote this letter to the legislature sounding the alarm bells, being the canary in the coal mine, is saying, hey, you know what? We've had multiple races in Philadelphia, in the area, that would be affected by that we'd be disenfranchising tens of thousands of voters in the Philadelphia area. They estimate somewhere in the neighborhood 100,000 votes would be thrown out. And the interesting thing is the Democrat Party argued in favor of counting the ballots that did not have these so-called privacy envelopes. And so in effect, the Republicans and the Democrats are on the same page on this one, but the State Supreme Court ruled that no, if it doesn't have this privacy envelope, the secrecy envelope, then no, they can't be counted. Obviously, there's an agenda behind the Pennsylvania Supreme Court because it's the same court that said, and by the way, they also call these naked ballots. Naked meaning they're not in the proper envelope according to the Secretary of State of these various states in the mail-in ballot. This is part of the problem, one of the problems, just one of many of the mail-in ballot system. The other is, for example, in Los Angeles County, I believe there's the, in the order of a million more registered voters than there are voting age adults in Los Angeles. Now think about that. Just let that set in for a minute. And, and we know this because Judicial Watch and Election Integrity join forces to sue the county of Los Angeles to clean up their voter rolls. And yeah, they're cleaning it up, but they're doing they're doing the you know the union way. They're dragging their feet. So who knows what's the status of the voter rolls in Los Angeles County right now? Last check it was one point five million more registered voters than adults, US citizens, voting age people in Los Angeles County. And so all those ballots are gonna be mailed out to who? So you're gonna have People at a certain residence getting maybe two, three, four ballots because that home has, it's an apartment. Maybe there's people move, moved in and out over the last couple, three years or maybe the house has sold or whatever. Maybe there's multiple families in, in one residence or there was and now you're going to get these ballots. And so what's going to happen to all those ballots? Hmm? What's going to happen to all those ballots? This is just one example in one county in one state in America. So multiply that by 50 states and all the various counties and parishes in this country and how many ballots are going to be sent out that are just going to be extra ballots that could be filled out by anybody. What mail-in ballot does is it obliterates voter ID. Right? Voter ID, you show up, And again, only a portion of states have voter ID. God bless the ones that do. California, of course, leading the way with the states that don't and never will. But the states that do, you you show up at the polling place and they say, Hi, I'm Graham Ledger and uh, can you prove it? Yeah, here's my driver's license. Okay, Mr. Ledger, go vote. That's how it works. So when you do mail-in ballot, who's checking the ID? (laughs) Who's checking to make sure that Graham Ledger is the person who filled out that ballot? And yeah, sign it under penalty of perjury? Right. Right. I'm sure these uh, ballot harvesting fraudulent members of the Democrat Party Antifa crowd are quaking in their boots over the threat of penalty of perjury. Yeah, find, find me. Track me down. Right? I Scribble. This is crazy stuff. And so this Philadelphia election official is is sounding the alarm bell. Question is, is the legislature listening? But it's 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 not just in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. A judge ruined just now that absentee ballots, also known as mail in ballots, must be counted a week after November third to a week up to a week after November third. So till November tenth. See, this is Bernie Sanders' goal. This is why Sanders doesn't want a clear victor on election night, even if it's a landslide. They're not going to concede. They will tell Joe Biden in his ear, okay, uh, all right, I will not concede. I will not secede. I mean, uh, uh, come on now. Come on, man. I will not concede. That's what I meant. That's my Joe Biden on election night. So we have Wisconsin, and we have a federal judge in Georgia extending the deadline for absentee ballots, and we have Michigan. Michigan judge extends the deadline for absentee ballots by two weeks. So it's not it's not just good enough to have one-week extension, 10 days, or uh, to no, November 10, but now all the way to November 17. I mean, we're talking... We're not having an election result potentially until Thanksgiving, for crying out loud. And so, you can see what's happening here, right? If Donald Trump claims victory, the Democrat Party is going to say, Whoa, look at him. We, we need to call in the military and have him removed from the White House. He's illegitimate. Nancy Pelosi is president. Right? If there is no landslide victory, this is the scenario we're going to see. They want this thrown into the House of Representatives. They want the election thrown into the House of Representatives. That's part of the goal here because once it's in the sticky fingers of Nancy Pelosi, then anything can happen. Now, the Republican legislators um, outnumber in the electoral process in the House of Representatives, the Democrats. So it should be a slam dunk. But anything involving Nancy Pelosi is far from a slam dunk. All right, so back to the the moment of truth here. And th- that's where we are for these st- le- state legislatures. Not just Pennsylvania, but Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Ohio. And I would also throw in there Georgia, because I I know Georgia is considered a red state, but lately given some of the things that we're seeing out of especially Atlanta and the last gubernatorial cycle, I don't know. I I tend to believe that Georgia could be in play in this electoral cycle. So the reason why I pick off these states, these are among the, what is it, 36 chambers that are controlled by Republicans right now. It is Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and maybe Georgia that's seven states— That is a huge number of electors there. These are the legislatures that need to get on the ball now and lay down the foundation, the rules, whether it's naked ballots or how long they're going to be counting ballots into election night. Is there going to be a deadline? Is it going to extend it to November 4th? Or are they going to call it on November 3rd? Make up the rules now. Do it now. The courts have no say in this, you legislatures. Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and maybe Georgia lay down the rules now. And it's right here. This is my pocket constitution, compliments of Heritage Foundation. Article 2, Section 1. Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct the number of electors. Blah, 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 blah. So there you have it. And I don't mean to demean the Constitution by saying blah, blah. It's just a lot more wording there. But the bottom line is it is up to the state legislatures to decide how this process unfolds. And if you don't believe they mean business, you have these lunatics on the left who are on national television like this Don Lemon crazed ball. He says they need to, they, meaning the modern Democrat party led by him apparently, blow up the entire system and eliminate the Electoral College. That is the goal. He has exposed the overall goal. They want to eliminate the Electoral College. Of course, it would take a constitutional amendment to do so. Two-thirds of states saying, yeah, let's look at it, and three-quarters saying, yes, let's do it. Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen, but this is the goal. So that New York and California control the other 48 states because they are most populated and they are most liberal. And then it's over. Texas won't even mean a thing. And by the way, the Texas project is still well underway. And Texas legislature, just in case, I would join that list. And I would delineate the rules for 2020. How long are you going to be counting ballots post election? Are you going to be counting ballots post election? What about these naked ballots? How do you handle ballots that have gotten gummed up in the mail? You know, I've received letters in the mail that have been torn and torn open and, and gummed up, and I've gotten, you know, wrong. Mail, of course, from from neighbors, or, or meant for neighbors. And I get their mail. The mail system is not perfect. We know this. So how do we handle all of that stuff? All this stuff should be delineated by the state legislatures right now. The train is headed for us. It's coming right down the tracks. The modern Democrat Party wants to blow up the system. They want to blow up the electoral system. That's just one component. They want to take over and blow up the judicial system. That's why they're going apoplectic over the replacement of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're threatening. They always threaten to blow up the system. Now they're saying that if the president goes through with his constitutional duties, then they'll, if they get Joe Biden in the White House and they get Chuck Schumer in charge of the Senate, then they're, they're going to increase. By a couple of seats. Why stop at two? How about 20 seats on the Supreme Court so they get their way? So they can fill them with radicals. Just like they did on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Same thing. Barack Obama, Harry Reid stacked the court. Stacked the court in D.C. And so this is the goal for the Supreme Court. They want to blow up the Supreme Court. They want to blow up our electoral system. They want to blow up what we do in Congress. They want to blow up the presidency, especially if Donald Trump is the victor here. And if he is the victor, I believe Nancy, if she stays in charge, which I think she probably will for two more years, then she'll retire her eyebrows. I think they will try to impeach the President of the United States again. It's sad but true. They're going to abuse the system, and they're going to make him the only President of the United States to be impeached twice. That's going to be the goal to try and make the legacy of Donald Trump. It's sad, but true. But it's part of the blow-up system. They don't care about fidelity to the Constitution. They don't care what it does to you and me. They don't care what it does to our government. They don't care how it might weaken us to our enemies. They don't care about any of that stuff. They don't care about the southern border. They want to blow up the southern border, too, right? Wide-open border, tear down that wall, allow illegals through like a like a sieve. Come on through. Just like Barack Obama did. Big neon light at the border. We're open for business. Come on up. Flood the system, flood the zone. This is this is the goal because they have figured out that these so-called immigrants, illegal immigrants, but immigrants in general tend to be corrupted by the Democrat party. A hell of a lot easier than than being and having adherence to the United States Constitution, even understanding the Constitution, because they're immigrating the Democrat way, not the melting pot way, not the way the framers of the Constitution would have wanted. And so these people from other countries get corrupted. They're not educated about the Constitution. They're only educated about government and what the government could give them, and therefore they become Democrat voters, and they flip states like Nevada. Nevada is a great example. Like what's happening in North Carolina, unfortunately, another great example. They have Virginia; they have flipped these states, or are in the process of flipping these states, and that's part of the goal. How they're doing it, or attempting to do it, in in the Lone Star State as well. They want to, the Democrats are the blow up the Constitution party, and so Republicans have got to get proactive here. This is crucial. This is very, very important. And so if you live in these states, Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, maybe Georgia, let them have it. Talk to your representatives, your your state-level representatives, and say, hey, get on the ball. Delineate the rules now. Get proactive because we know what's going to happen in those states. We know they're lawyered up. And we know they're going to drag it into court. So if the legislature comes forward now and says, no, nope, these are the rules. Per Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, we make the rules. You don't have a say, court. You will mitigate a lot of this. You will mitigate a lot of this. And I want to remind you of the ledger register question, which is very simply how important are the debates? Debate number one, one week away. One week away until the American people get to see senile old Joe Biden up front and personal. And who knows? Maybe he'll be on the right medication, the perfect drug cocktail for that night, and he'll be able to be cogent for an hour and a half or two hours, however long the debate is. I, I could watch it for 16 hours. <laughs> Just, it's must-watch TV. It's going to be the greatest American television spectacle, bar none, even the Super Bowl's. Even my great Super Bowl 23, greatest American television spectacle in the history of this republic. I can't wait. I've got the popcorn on standby right now. And um, no one is allowed to be around me during those debates if they're going to talk. If they're going to talk, they've got to go to the other room. All right? I mean, that's just it. You can't even react. Well, you can laugh. Or you can, you can give uh, some kind of Minor subtle reaction, but that's it. No talking, no interpretation. Just shut up and watch during the commercial. You can talk back on, bam, quiet zone. I want to hear every word, I want to soak up every drop of this uh, debate. Number one. So, how important are the presidential debates? Go to grahamledger.com to answer. Grahamledger.com, or you can go to the Zip app and put Ledger in the quick code box. But remember. Your call to action is the legislature's call to action in these states in particular. And even if you don't live in these states, Arizona, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Georgia, I would put these state legislatures on notice that they need to get their act together now. We have 40-something days before the election. Now is the time. This is the moment. This is their hour to shine for the sake of we the people and the United States Constitution. Mm-hmm. This edition is a lecture report going to the Arctic Library of Congress. Thank you for listening on Grand Lecture and Remember.